What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Spirited and the Wonder. First, let's talk about Spirited. Here's a quick synopsis. The ghost of Christmas past is thinking about retirement when he comes upon someone who has been labeled unredeemable. The film stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, Patrick Page, Sunita Manai, and Tracy Morgan. Standout performances. This is not the first Christmas movie for either stars of this film. Will Ferrell starred in 2000 and Freeze Elf, which for many is the best modern Christmas movie and Ryan Reynolds starred in 2005's Just Friends. Let's start by talking about Farrell. I liked him in this movie a lot because he was doing something very different than what he's done in the past and if you're asking yourself if this is the first movie he's sung in, it's not. Farrell also had to sing in the comedy Eurovision. My general thoughts about Will Farrell is as a performer he needs to evolve. He can't just be the silly guy in every Everything anymore. That's what frustrates me most about the last few movies he's been in. He seems like a guy who is fully okay with doing the same thing over and over and over again. Other high-profile actors have taken more risk than Will Ferrell. You had Adam Sandler, who's been doing more dramas lately, like Hustle and Uncut Gems. You had Jim Carrey, who made the jump to movies like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or The Truman Show. That's the kind of thing I want want to see from Will Ferrell. I want to see him not just only ditch comedies, but make a movie that is a risk. This is an okay movie. Spirited is good, but it's not that big of a risk. The big stories surrounding Will Ferrell these last few years have not been the movies he's been in. It's been the breakup between him and Adam McKay, the director behind Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, and the other guy. And it's my understanding that part of this breakup between the two has been Adam McKay wanting to do more dramatic work like The Big Short Vice or Don't Look Up. The tipping point between the two was Adam McKay not casting Will Ferrell as Jerry Buss on his HBO Lakers show Winning Time. And I'll add this, maybe Will Ferrell knows he is incapable of giving a performance like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems, but I'm not saying he has to. I just want to see him make a movie that is a perceived risk. I am really intrigued to see him in Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie. Maybe that is the future for Farrell, taking on more supporting roles. I personally loved him in the Lego movie. A lot of the SNL movie stars have evolved. You've seen different things from them. You've seen different versions of Eddie Murphy as a movie star. You've seen different versions of Andy Samberg even, who's younger than Will Farrell. I just feel like Will Farrell has been unable or unwilling to evolve. And I think it's part of, if not the entire reason why his cultural relevancy is at an all-time low. Farrell has paired himself with a lot of actors in the past. John C. Riley, Mark Wahlberg, Zach Galifianakis, Kevin Hart. Surprisingly, he had never worked with Ryan Reynolds before Spirited. Some people have grown tired of Reynolds' act, and I'm not one. I really liked Free Guy and The Atom Project. Do I wish he'd mix in a couple of movies like Adventureland and Mississippi Grind? Absolutely. But comedy is no doubt Reynolds' strong suit. He is very good in Spirited where he plays a cynical character who doesn't believe people can change. Reynolds, of course, has best become known for Deadpool and since Disney bought Fox, 
people have been wondering, how will they integrate the R-rated character into the MCU? Well, now not only is Deadpool 3 happening, but Hugh Jackman will be returning to play Wolverine in it. Reynolds infamously played Deadpool in the movie X-Men Origins Wolverine. The film will be directed by Sean Levy, who previously worked with Reynolds on Free Guy and The Atom Project, and with Jackman on Real Steel. I normally ignore online rumors, because they almost never become true, but there's one regarding this movie I really want to happen, and the rumor is Channing Tatum will appear in Deadpool 3 as Gambit. Tatum was once attached to play the character in his own movie. Even if this doesn't happen, either way, I'm super excited for Deadpool 3. I always find it really interesting when people have this discussion of movie stars being dead, and they never bring up the name Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's kind of a self-made man. I mean, he's the man behind Deadpool. Deadpool wasn't some character we were all dying to see in a movie, but Ryan Reynolds made that happen. I think we care more about Ryan Reynolds than we care about the character of Deadpool, and for that reason, I put him on that list. I think he's a movie star. Free Guy was a hit. A lot of people saw that movie because of Ryan Reynolds. Detective Pikachu was a hit. A lot of people saw that movie because of Ryan Reynolds. Director Quentin Tarantino made a point that irked a lot of people when he said that there are no more movie stars. It's the characters that are more famous than the movie star. Well, in the case of Ryan Reynolds, I believe Reynolds is more popular than the character of Deadpool. When Reynolds is attached to star in a movie, people are immediately interested in that movie. That is the definition of movie stardom. And to go along with Deadpool 3, Reynolds will also be starring in the movie Imaginary Friends, the next film directed by John Krasinski, co-starring Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Steve Carell, and Krasinski himself. My belief is that people ignore Ryan Reynolds being a movie star because he doesn't star in the type of movies that you want him to star in. Because he's starring in these comic book movies and these studio movies, people overlook him because he's not starring in Oscar winners. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds will ever be nominated for an Oscar. Either way, he's a movie star. This film, Spirited, stars Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. These are bankable actors, yet the movie is on Apple TV+, and I have absolutely no idea how many people have seen this movie or care that it even exists. I don't know if these two actors can't make movies like this for theaters anymore, or maybe they don't want to make movies like this for theaters anymore. This is a movie that if it came out in 2005 in movie theaters, would have made possibly a hundred, maybe even two hundred million dollars because of the names in this movie. And now it's kind of an afterthought. This to me is another example about how comedy is the genre that has been most affected by the streaming era of movies. Nobody wants to go to the movie theaters to watch comedies anymore because they're going to come right to your home. We only go see movies that are big time events like Marvel movies or Top Gun Maverick. Nobody wants to go to the movies and laugh anymore, which is a shame because it's great to laugh when there's a bunch of people laughing. It's kind of sad to laugh alone in your house. That's why I think comedy movies are in a bad state right 
right now because comedy is the movie genre that not only needs audiences the most, but it's the genre that can no longer attract them. As for the movie itself, Spirited is an interesting twist on A Christmas Carol and goes deeper than I thought it would on the idea of a person changing instantly and what that actually means. It's so hard to make an interesting movie about Christmas and this movie really makes a legitimate effort. As for the musical aspect of this, I was more mixed. Some of the songs worked, some of them really didn't. I'm sure there will be some people turned off by the idea of Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds singing, but that really didn't bother me. What did is the movie's runtime. This easily could have been a movie with closer to a 90 minute runtime. It felt like the movie didn't know how to end. That last half hour or 45 minutes or so really dragged on. Overall, Spirited is a better concept than it is a movie, but it's still a lot of fun and I really did enjoy seeing two of the funniest people together in one movie. And as we all know, they will forever try to redo and remake A Christmas Carol over and over again. They made Scrooge in the 80s with Bill Murray, which was a fresh take on the story, and so is Spirited. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Wonder. Here's a quick synopsis. In 1692, Lib Wright, an English nurse, is sent to Ireland to watch over a nine-year-old patient who claims to have survived without eating the past four months. The film stars Florence Pugh, Tom Burke, Keila Lord, Elaine Cassidy, Nima Elgar, Toby Jones, and Kieran Hines. Standout performances. The most talked about performance from Florence Pugh this year is going to end up being in Don't Worry Darling. The best, however, comes in the film. The Wonder. You watch this film and you realize why she's a future movie star and an Academy Award nominated actress. Her strongest ability as a performer is to make you feel what her character is feeling. In Ari Aster's Midsommar, her character Danny feels sadness towards the loss of her sister and anger about the end of her relationship. In Little Women, her character Amy is jealous of her sisters getting to experience things before her. And in this this movie, The Wonder, her character is feeling frustrated over the fact her patient's parents are letting their child suffer. Pew not only gets you to feel empathy towards her character, but also the other characters in the movie she stars in. A current movie star I would compare Florence Pugh to is Margot Robbie because both understand modern movie stardom. They are in comic book movies. For Robbie, she's Harley Quinn for DC, and for Pugh, She's Yelena in the MCU, but they are also both star in awards movies directed by great directors. Robbie has worked with Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, and Damien Chazelle, while Pew has already worked with Ari Aster, Greta Gerwig, and Christopher Nolan. And as of this moment, Margot Robbie is a way bigger star, but that might not be the case in a year from now because Florence Pugh has two massive movies coming in 2020. 23, Dune Part 2 from Denis Villeneuve and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. To go full circle, Robbie's Barbie movie is coming out the exact same day as Oppenheimer next summer. Like I said earlier when I was talking about Ryan Reynolds, there's a narrative out there that there are no movie stars. Not only are there movie stars, I think there are promising movie stars in the form of Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Florence Pugh might end up being
being the biggest movie star of the bunch because out of that group, I believe she's the strongest actor. She has yet to give a bad performance and is always almost the most interesting thing in the movie she's been in. She survived the chaos that was Don't Worry Darling and I suspect her star will shine brighter than ever next year. There's a case to be made that if Don't Worry Darling were any good, she should be an Oscar contention right now because I think this movie The Wonder is one of her better performances. I think she should be in the discussion for Best Actress, but she's not because Don't Worry Darling wasn't very good. I think having two really good movies in one year can propel one performance to getting an Oscar nomination. I think it's what happened in 2019. Not only did she have Little Women, she also had Midsommar, and I think the combo of those two movies propelled her to getting her Oscar nom. But in the case of Don't Worry Darling, that was a financial hit, but was critically decimated. If that movie were any good, I think a lot more people would be talking about her performance in The Wonder being an Oscar caliber winning performance. But instead it's not even in the conversation. I first saw actor Tom Burke in the movie The Souvenir directed by Joanna Hogg and thought he was one of the best things about that film. He was playing a mysterious person with a magnetic personality, and then in David Fincher's Mank, he played the larger-than-life Orson Welles. Burke is a powerful presence on screen, and one of the only few actors who can hold their own against Pew. It's a great pairing. Burke has a role in Furiosa alongside Anya Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth. It is the prequel film to George Miller's Man Max Fury Road, if that movie is a hit, it could turn Burke into a bigger name. We can all agree that movie has a lot to live up to. Mad Max Fury Road is one of the best modern films. It is one of the best action movies of all time. I think expectations for Furiosa are super high as they should be. This film, The Wonder, is about a lot of things, but for me, the biggest one is religion. The movie is an example of how sometimes believing in religion above all else can be extreme and dangerous and how it can make you take a blind eye as to what exactly is going on. Another aspect of the movie that I personally really enjoyed was this idea of starting over and how you can move on from tragedy. Pew's character Lib firmly believes one event is not going to ruin her life forever and throughout the movie she's trying to teach her patient Anna the exact same thing. Yeah, watching the movie in 2022, I think we all know that lesson, or at least I hope we know, but in 1692, we were not there yet. Pew's character was willing to risk it all for her patient because she herself has gone through something traumatic and has gotten to the other side. There's one male character in this movie who I found really fascinating. He's a doctor played by the wonderful supporting actor Toby Jones, and throughout the movie, he comes up with these bizarre theories as to how Anna could be surviving months on end without eating. He's a man who clearly wants it to be true that this child can survive without eating because he wants to believe in a higher power. He's blindly believing this story without any logic behind it because he wants there to be more to life. This film is a great example as to why there needs to be a separation between church and faith because even 
smart people can go down the rabbit hole and blindly follow something. There's one scene in this movie that really got to me and it's a scene where Florence Pugh's character goes to the mother of her patient and pleads to her to save her daughter's life and the mother responds with my child is going to go to heaven that lasts forever this life doesn't and I think that's something that's really interesting there are some people who believe this is the one life we have to live and we should make the most out of it and then there are others who believe the afterlife is where it really begins and I think that is a conflicting viewpoint that not enough movies explore and that's something I thought was really interesting that this movie tackled head on now I don't want to spoil things about the movie but there is an even darker reason as to why maybe the mother wants the child to die again in the year 2022 I think we all know that we need to make the most out of life but in 1692 it's interesting to see that through that prism but again I keep going back to this point that the Florence Pugh character is the one who helped because she herself has been through something traumatic the other people in the movie just want this to be true because they all believe in religion and that's their thing, but they've never been through something like what the patient has gone through. And again, I don't want to spoil this movie, but it is an endlessly fascinating film. Overall, my thought throughout watching The Wonder is this is the type of movie Pew should be starring in. She's an actress who clearly knows her own strengths. I've heard the chatter about how she's starring in too many period piece movies, and I'm sorry, I don't understand this complaint. They said it about Kate Winslet, Kira Knightley, Saoirse Ronan, the list goes on and on. These actresses have given some of their best performances and some of my favorite in period pieces and I say Florence Pugh can star in as many of them as long as she wants to. When I hear that complaint about period piece movies I think to myself how many interesting movies really take place in modern time. I think a lot of the reason why people avoid being in modern movies is because they don't want to be in a movie where everyone is looking at their cell phone. Modern times are too difficult to make a movie about I think. We can look at what's going on in modern times through the prism of period piece movies. That's the idea. We're looking forward while also looking backwards. I think that's an interesting way of looking at period piece movies. And you can star in period piece movies and then once in a while come out with a great movie about modern times. I mean, these actresses have done it. Kate Winslet was in the Titanic, but then she's also in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Saoirse Ronan is in Little Women, but she's also in Lady Bird. Lily James is in a movie like Cinderella, but then she shows up in Baby Driver. Kira Knightley was in Atonement, but then she was also in Begin Again, one of the best movies about modern times. And Florence Pugh has been in period piece movies like Little Women, but she was also fantastic in Midsommar. And Fighting With My Family. I mean, those are two movies that take place in modern time. British actors and actresses are going to continue 
continue to be in period piece movies, and most of them are going to turn out to be very good. Just deal with it. If those aren't your type of movies, just don't watch them. I'm just kind of sick of this debate or this conversation about how people don't like period piece movies. Nobody is forcing you to watch them. I like the genre. I like movies like The Wonder. I like looking back at the past. I think they say something about where we're at as a society. And The Wonder is a great addition to period piece dramas. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and I highly recommend you check out the movie Spirited and The Wonder and next week on the podcast I'm talking about the movie Bros starring Billy Eichner and directed by Nicholas Stoller so tune into that and please rate review and subscribe <laughs>